Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by The Paw Pack. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to your favorite hour of the week. My name's Dave. Good to meet you if we're meeting for the first time. Dave McMahon. I'm the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And with me today, uh, backed by popular demand, <laughs> is a guest that you're going to enjoy listening to. With the feedback we got last time uh, this gentleman was on the program was huge. Everyone really enjoys all the stuff he posts on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Always interesting articles, interesting information. Uh, Kevin McCormick is here with me. He's a professional dog trainer. He's a retired police officer with the uh, uh, Toronto Police. Uh, he's also uh, specializes in uh, training tracking dogs and teaching people how to train tracking dogs. Uh, he also tracks, locates, and recovers missing dogs so people will contract him to find their missing dog and he will find the missing dog and return it to you and you'll be happy and relieved to have your dog back he has a great success at locating missing dogs welcome back to the program kevin thank you very much dave i really appreciate that it's nice to be back i'll just bring you up a little closer to your microphone if you don't mind that. Okay. yeah hey how about you introduce your partner to your right well this is hobo he's a german shepherd we figure he's about six or seven years old and he's he's daddy's boy he's one of the family now he's your typical black and tan shepherd. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, and uh, he's been with you uh, as a working dog for how long? Oh, about four, five years now. I think time flies, but I think that's about the right time frame. Yeah, you feed him the raw, or you got him on the kibble. What kind of formula are you putting into him? He likes anything, but I have him on the kibble. <laughs> now, do you feed the same consistent kibble all the time, or do you switch it up? Uh, sometimes I'll switch it up with actual cooked chicken. Oh. And sometimes, uh, well, of course, they get their treats mixed in there. They got to get their treats, and if I'm barbecuing, they get a sample of it too. But yeah. otherwise, kibble's their main food that they get. Yeah. And are you a dog owner that believes that certain bones are okay for the dog? And if so, what bones would you permit him to gnaw on? I never give him bones, uh, basically because he's not a gnawer to begin with. Okay. He, even toys. He's not interested in toys. His big thing is chewing ice cubes. He loves chewing ice cubes. That's the closest thing. <laughs> and get them to chew you give them an ice cube and you think that you've given them some exotic treat yeah uh, but the other dog two dogs that i have uh they both will chew things but usually it's uh they, they stick with the toys the hard you know do you use, you use the kong toys do you sometimes yeah the kong toys are pretty good too uh, in fact they've got one big huge one's about three feet long it looks like a big uh, big twister thing like a licorice stick that's one of their favorites and they don't scratch anything off it they don't get any of the fibers in their mouth or anything like that yeah one of the things you mentioned ice cubes one of the things that i do for my dogs and i recommend to my obedience class students put uh the half chicken broth and half water in the ice cube trays and the dogs love it give it to them outside they absolutely love it just got to be careful that when friends come over that you don't put the chicken broth ice cube in their rum and coke they might think it has a funny little strange taste to it that's what the rum's for though <laughs> kevin i can't remember where you come from i know you come from your mummy's womb 
But uh, what city are you from? Where where'd you? St. Catharines. So you grew up in St. Kitts. Yep. Yeah, I even remember coming to CKTV with the Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, I should say, having a tour of this place. It hasn't changed from the outside. At all it looks the same. This building has a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so uh, let's talk about law enforcement. Your background was a police officer. Yes. Toronto Police, but you weren't on the K nine unit. No. No, I was most the last period of time I spent doing a lot of forensic work. It started out as a, a part-time position, yeah. but Toronto it got so busy, as you probably know from the, the news, it got busier and busier until uh, it became almost a full-time job in itself. Sure. Yeah. And it segued nicely in with the tracking, because really tracking, you're using the dog as a forensic tool to find things. It's, it's, I've always thought maybe the two units should combine, actually, canine and Evidence forensic. recovery exactly. and uh, yeah. everything else, yeah. Yeah. And you miss the policing or you're happy that you are retired from that? I'm happy I'm retired. It's uh, much better working for yourself than working for anybody at the best of times, but especially with policing, it's getting to be, uh, the challenges are good, but there's a time when you've had enough of it too. After 30 years, that was, that was enough. <laughs> the name that you selected to name your business after, Tracker's Edge, perfect name. It was that easy to come to a conclusion? Let's call it Tracker's Edge. <laughs> yeah, actually my son came to that conclusion because originally I started out, I'd sell uh, edged tools to the military or police, like survival knives and stuff. So yeah. my, my son combined the two names. He says, well, how about Tracker's Edge? Tracker's for the tracking stuff and Edge for the knife. I love so it. it worked out perfectly. So Connor did a good job on that. He picked out a good good name. Yeah, and for your line of work, uh, training tracking dogs and training dogs to uh, track and recover uh, lost or missing dogs, German Shepherd is your go-to, probably your favorite breed, yes, no? Yes, yeah, I I just prefer them. They're just so smart, and they're so easy to train. Are you a fan of the Melanois, or do you find them a little a little too uh, uh, hopped up and hyped up? I like them. It's just a, a preference that I have, just visually and everything. I just like the shepherds uh, the malinos they're they're great dogs they're often underestimated by people too but yeah. i just love the, the i shepherds. find the melanois are not good for a novice handler sometimes they're too much dog for the novice yeah they can be a very fast dog fast reactive dog too you bet yeah. you bet yeah and so your company uh t- tell our listeners what trackers edge offers we know that you can locate and recover missing dogs that have been missing for quite some time i know you're going to share some stories with the listeners what else is it that trackers edge offers well basically it's more of a, a supplement to what people already do in a lot of cases uh, sometimes there's search people actually call us to help them kind of narrow down areas and it's kind of a, a misconception that we go and we actually walk up to the missing dogs uh, we do in fact we did that just the other day yeah. but walk-up finds are rare compared to narrowing down the area for people where yeah. a dog's going to be so that they can watch or set up traps or game cameras are a very popular item now to confirm that a dog's in the area and then yeah. figure out what you're going to do from there but is, as trackers edge do you also offer uh, obedience training or behavior modification to to clients on a private basis yeah we kind of segued into that because people used to watch us practicing at the park and then they yeah. wanted their dog trained to do that so we do some obedience things but most of the people want us to teach them how to teach their dog to track not that they want to go out and search for people not that they want to go out and search for dogs although there's no reason why they couldn't build up to that through proper courses uh, but most of them just want to 
uh, for a sport, for want of a better yeah. uh, word. We're walking their dog anyway, so it's a good... Every dog needs a job, so to speak. Yeah, and the dog's nose knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. What kind of motivation or rewards do you use with the tracking with the dogs? I'm very lucky because these dogs don't expect treats. They don't expect their Kong, which are both things that I recommend to people normally. They just want to go, go, go. They're just happy with the end result. They're happy just knowing. Uh, the key words I use for, use for them is fine puppy or fine kitty, regardless of the age of the dog. And then the maternal, paternal instinct seems to kick in, and they seem quite happy knowing that they're looking for a puppy or a, you know, it doesn't matter if the dog's 12 years old. They don't know that. They, you, you have tracked, you have searched for missing pussycats. Oh, yes. And you have located missing pussycats. Yeah, yeah. Cats that have wandered yeah. off the property, got loose, jumped out a window. Or climbed underneath buildings. Uh, that's the main thing with the tracking dogs that you could miss otherwise is when they, they'll climb. Like, people know usually to check sheds, but they often don't check underneath. Right. Because sheds always under mine underneath uh, when we put cables through because we carry a lot of equipment too like I want you to talk a lot about that equipment a little bit later yeah, too for sure yeah and uh, we'll feed stuff under and him for example he located a cat uh, last winter and there was a hole underneath the shed so sometimes it's a simple thing check that and you can tell by the reaction they'll they'll sit there they'll look yeah. or they'll scratch you know okay it's either in there now so they'll do either a passive there. indication or an active indication yeah. either way yeah getting yeah. to know them it helps too because some of the his indications are very subtle as you can see he's pretty relaxed he uh sometimes you can just tell by his body language so you didn't train for the specific indication your dog is giving you the indication and you you have a connection with your dog you can read your dog and, yeah, and you're just key. going off the natural cues that's right yeah that's right we're going to take a short break because we got to do these things we're going to continue our conversation with kevin mccormick he's a retired toronto police officer he has his own company now called trackers edge Go online, check it out, Tracker's Edge. Uh, Kevin is a professional dog trainer. He's a dog tracker uh, specializing in scent work. He will uh, track your dog uh, who goes missing. He will find and track for your cat. Your pussy cat goes, uh, takes off. Kevin can locate that cat for you. A lot of people are unaware that there is such a service that exists out there. Uh, so we'll take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk right after this. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. I'm here with uh, Kevin McCormick, professional dog trainer, professional dog tracker, locator, recovers lost and missing cats and dogs. So what would you do if your dog went missing, right? Maybe you'd put up some posters, call the Humane Society. Maybe you'd panic. You'd put together a Facebook post, right, with some information. Um, a lot of people are unaware that there are specialists like Kevin who specialize in recovering lost cats and dogs. And that's what Kevin McCormick does. 
with his business called Tracker's Edge. And uh, he does have his German Shepherd dog with him here today uh, named Hobo in the studio with us. Such a well-mannered dog. So mellow, nerves of steel. You could take this dog to a hospital, retirement home, and you, you are just totally comfortable with the fact this dog is not going to knock anyone over. He's not going to take a nip at anyone. Good temperament. Good job training him, Kevin. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so people call you and they, they say, hey, my cat's gone missing, my dog's gone missing. And uh, you also do consulting. Yes. So not necessarily are you always putting boots to the ground and going on the, the manhunt for these uh, dogs or cats that have gone stray. Yeah, but Sometimes you're, you're just offering a consultation oh, definitely. sort of service. And can you talk about that? Yeah, but two-thirds of the time. We get calls from all over the world now. It's amazing how word spreads. Calls from far away as England. We've had people call us. Well, I'm not surprised because uh, yeah. you are renowned at what you do. Oh, thank you. And uh, we, the consulting is basically based on the profiling, just as if you watch shows like uh, Criminal Minds, where they have behavioral analysts. Right. Very similar to what they would do. Right. Uh, they give us the information on their pet, how the pet went missing, their pet's personality. I always ask them what would the pet be like if it was a human and their personality. Okay. And based on all those things, you can get a pretty accurate profile how the pet's going to behave, how far it's going to go, where it's going to end up. Uh, we've we've been doing that for quite a while now, and we've it started out to be one little page we'd send them with information. Now it takes three email messages. It's a small booklet, basically, we send them on how to locate their pet. And some people have said it's been spooky accurate. Uh, we get calls all the time saying, I basically went to this spot, I turned around, my dog was literally behind me. That's not common, but it does happen. Now, is this sort of the starting mark that you'll offer this sort of complimentary advice? Always, to yes. To people, so it's kind of the starting mark. You know what? Um, the inquiry comes in, stage one, you know, you give them some advice, some tips, and if that doesn't work, then we can put boots to the ground and you can go on the search. Especially so with cats, because cats often don't go far. So if we could save the people having to, well, hire us for one thing to come out, and they can find their pet for free, that's the way to go. Plus, we get so many calls, we want to narrow it down, too, and do the ones that are more of an emergent nature. Yeah. So the profiles really, really do help with that. And, that's, and of course, we can do those worldwide, thanks to the Internet. We obviously couldn't go tracking to all these places. As a tool, that's really helped your business as well. Yes, and it also helps because we can tell them what we can and can't do, because tracking dogs aren't the magic bullet for everything. They're a part of the equation. And most of the times I mentioned, we don't we, we do sometimes actually walk right up to the pet, but most of the times we're narrowing down the ra area just like radar does in a boat, that we can take a big area and tell the people, this is the route your dog's okay. probably following. And even then, we're always careful to tell. There's never any guarantees with anything, even though the dogs are very accurate. We still tell them, never put all your eggs in one basket either. If you get information a dog someplace else, don't say it can't be there because the tracking dogs said it wasn't just because scent. Is a very mysterious thing too and sometimes it does some pretty odd things kevin in my mind i have mustered up a short list of reasons why i think dogs would flee their residence escape from their handlers flee the residence uh it's a short list uh, let me know if any of these are accurate and please expand the list for not only my sake but to educate the listeners so a dog might take off leave home or a cat for example, if it's a rescue animal, you just acquire the animal, um, and he's not sure where he is, 
So, you know, he somehow gets out. He gets out and he just wanders. He's dazed and confused, so to speak, right? That could be one reason, possibly. Uh, fireworks. You know, the dog uh, maybe gets out of the, uh, away from the camper, away from the trailer or the cottage, as somehow it jumps out of a window, jumps, uh, escapes from somebody opening a door, and just books it. You know, the loud sound stimuli of the fireworks got on the animal's nerves, and he just booked it. And maybe he lost track of where he is. Um, perhaps if it's a male dog, I would think that possibly if there's a bitch in heat, you know, he smells that, and he can smell it from far away. He's going to try and go hunt that bitch down that's in heat. All right? Mm -hmm. Are any of these uh, valid reasons? Oh, and and yes. if so, are there any other ones that, uh, are you know, we need to remember? The uh, rescue dogs, that's really common. It's not anybody's fault. That's just the nature of the We bring the these beast. rescue dogs from different countries, mm -hmm. and they haven't really had a chance to bond with us yet. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they are. Right? There's been no routine established. And unfortunately, you know, through human error, no one's perfect. Uh, whether it's a kid that left the door open or someone that didn't have a good hand, you know, a good grip on the leash, poof, dog's gone. And right? they don't behave like so-called local dogs because many of these dogs lived in the street or didn't really have much human contact or not positive human contact. So they're really, you're a stranger to them. And they go to what they know, and that's being out in the street. Or, you know, if there's bush there, obviously they'd, they'd settle for that. But whatever they're used to in their home country, that's what they're going to go go for. Yeah. Uh, it's very common, too, for dogs, just I call it a perfect storm. We get periods where just weather conditions or whatever. Or this, this Actually, this winter was a good example. We had that cold Canadian weather one day and California weather the next day. Yeah. So what was happening was like bad meat in your fridge all of a sudden thaws and the scent goes out there. We were finding dogs that never went missing, farm dogs, two dogs that were in twos, suddenly going missing that never went missing. And it was like a smorgasbord. It was scent overload. So a vast array of different odors are floating around. Yeah. And yeah. that's taken the dogs away. Not necessarily just a bitch in heat. Yeah. Just different odors. And the nose follows it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes dogs just just like uh, I refer to them as teenage kids because they do behave very similar to the teenage kids. They used to get th literally thousands of reports on that went missing. They usually, well, every one of mine always got found. The teenagers and the dogs are very similar. They will uh, uh, often, sometimes, just the age. They'll get to a certain age and it's a roaming phase for them. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's another good valid reason. Yeah, I forgot that one. The age. It's like a, a senior citizen or an Alzheimer's person or someone who maybe has a medical condition wanders off, you know, and has forgotten his way back. Do you think that cats and dogs have a good sense of direction for the most part? Um, yes or no? Oh, very good. Very good. In fact, there's been different studies done. We've known, we keep track, too, because every time somebody locates a pet, we do a kind of debriefing if we can so that that's how we do the profiles, how we get the information for them. And like we've noticed, it keeps going up and up. We're up to about a 95% of the pets we deal with, when they do go missing, have a preference to go east. And if they're frightened, a tendency to go north. Uh, we found this over and over and over again. Uh, first, we is just, this a mystery? It, 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 no, I think I think it's actually just a built-in compass they have. And I think the only reason I can see they do it is because it's just like a person. If you have a compass and don't know where you are and you're going north, you don't know where you're going. But at least you're not going in circles. 
And I think that's why they do it. It doesn't mean they'll stay there. They'll go back and forth. It's just they got a predisposition. So many times, I, like I say, but 95% of the times, I'll say to owner, did your dog go east? I don't even ask them which direction. They go, yeah. And I go, well, and then I explain the scenario to them. And uh, that's happened. It's different breeds of dogs act different. Like German Shepherds, back and forth, little dogs. They circle around. Uh, we just call it linear or circular. There's only two real patterns that they seem to follow. One of my students wanted me to ask you if you believe any dogs or cats uh, leave home because they may not like their, their new owners or their masters. It, <laughs> it, 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 it can happen, but I, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, what you'll see cats do, and we, we see this happening again with a lot of frequency, is people say, my outdoor cat that roams around, or even my indoor cat, took off or usually sits on the porch and it's go- it's gone and all first thing i asked them i say has anybody been doing any packing in the house or renovations and a lot of times they'll say oh my son just went to university or oh uh, i just came back from a trip when they see that suitcase and they see stuff it gets into their head with cats and anyway. yeah yeah and they'll they'll take off and the only thing i can see is they're Hide. thinking well i think what they're thinking is Hmm, they're leaving. I better find a place, a backup place. Even when people get a bag of uh, garbage bag to give to Salvation Army or something or Goodwill and they pack the clothes in it, yeah. they'll tell me, oh, I did that. Cat, poof. We'll see that and go. Or renovations. They hate change. If you do alterations to your yard or you're doing home renovations, they just hate it and off they go. Do you think cats are smart? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think, how do you define intelligence? Yeah, things? exactly. Very subjective. Yeah, it's 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 smart for uh, smart for the every breed, every animal, smart for what they are. Put I, it that I've way. always said you don't own a cat; a cat owns you. Isn't that right, Suki? There's no doubt about it. Our studio Suki will tell you the same thing. <laughs> you don't you don't own your cat. Your cat has an attitude, and they own you, or at least they think they own you. <laughs> well, there's a theory that cats technically aren't domesticated. I agree with it. I don't think they are. I think they're wild animals <laughs> yeah. that kind of accept us yeah. and, and hang around and stuff. They're not like dogs, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, but I don't think they're really... I think they still are wild animals. They yeah. just in, happen to tolerate us. In many of their own ways, for sure. We are going to take a short break. We'll come back, continuing our awesome conversation with Kevin McCormick, who was uh, raised in the... Um, the Garden City of St. Catharines here. He has a company called Tracker's Edge, specializing in recovering lost cats and dogs. He has his dog with him in the studio named Hobo, a German Shepherd dog. Uh, so we'll have some fun talking with Kevin after the break. We're going to do a contest. It's uh, your chance to win a $25 Tim Horton gift card. Compliments of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. All the nice people down there giving away those $25 Tim Horton gift cards left, right, and center. Aren't they great? Here's your question. In what country did the Basset Hound originate? In what country did the Basset Hound originate? Call now. 905-688-2582-905-688-2582. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Good to see you tonight. 
happy you're here with us, having a good time talking with Kevin McCormick, professional dog trainer, and uh, also the owner of Tracker's Edge, specializing in recovering uh, lost pussycats and dogs. Kevin is from St. Catharines. He's got his dog here with him, named Hobo. Kevin's going to share a story with us about uh, a dog that uh, he had recovered named Molly. So we got that. Uh, but we want to uh, continue with the contest because it's your chance to win the $25 Tim Horton gift card compliments of Dave McMahon Dog Academy. The question once again is, uh, in what country did the Basset Hound originate? So we'll go to Kathy in St. Catharines. Good evening, Kathy. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave. Good evening. Hi, Dave. How's life? Oh, it's just tickety-boo. Good. Well, we're certainly glad that you're listening to Dog Talk, and are you going to take a uh, stab at it? Uh, what country did the Basset Hound originate? France. You got it. Whoa! Good for you, Kathy. Put your paws together. Come on, everyone. Put your paws together. <laughs> Whole sled dog team there. <laughs> applauding you. Good stuff. So you got the $25 Tim Horton gift card. Compliments of Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. Congratulations. I would like you to... You. You're welcome. And thanks for listening. Stay on the line so that our producer can explain how you're going to pick up your prize. Perfect. Yes. Thanks, Kathy. Good night. That's awesome. Thanks. Nice lady, you can tell. Just like dogs have good noses and they can sense, I can tell by the voice. Want to let the listeners know that I will be at the Fort Erie Racetrack. That's right, I'll be at the Fort Erie Racetrack September 15th, and I will be giving awards to the fastest Basset Hounds that will be racing that day. That's right, the Fort Erie Racetrack will host the Basset Hound races on September the 15th, and I'll be giving out the awards to the fastest Basset Hounds. And the admission is free, so it's a great family activity. There's no cost to come and watch, and it's free parking. And two weeks ago, I was given out the awards for the fastest wiener dogs. What a hoot that was. I mean, you're laughing from your stomach when you watch those little wiener dogs run. And the same with the Basset Hounds, too. Because, uh, as you know, Kevin, a lot of these Basset Hounds have floppy ears. Some of them, I'm sure, are going to be tripping over their ears. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned already that Kevin specializes in recovering lost cats and dogs, uh, locating them. He has various tools that he uses. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, sometimes he's got his dog with him. Uh, tell us about uh, how you recovered a dog named Molly. Was Molly a lost dog? Yeah, about uh, three weeks ago, I was, actually, I was actually sitting at home recovering from a lengthy track the night before. We got in really late, and the phone rings, and this lady's just in tears. Just I felt so bad for her, just almost hysterical. Such a nice lady. And she said her little dog, Molly, had went missing. It would, they live on a big farm up in the Uxbridge area. And uh, Molly had went out at about 10 o'clock at night, and at no fault of anybody's, uh, she was left out there. It was just an accident. Right. And they saw her in security camera till about two and then disappeared. So, you know, they think the worst. There's lots of, there are lots of predators, even though they're not, predators aren't the big threat a lot of people think they are, but still it is a concern. Uh, we, we went directly out there. We just happened to be 
available. So I said, hang on, we'll, we'll come right out. So we went out. Uh, Hobo sniffed a blanket lady at the uh, side that had the dog's scent all over it. He went around the house, the outside the house, which is the normal area where Molly would go. That's her little tracking ground. Molly, I think, I'm not sure, but I think Molly's about 18 years old, senior dog. I believe that she's blind or partly blind and little tiny, little thing. And uh, we got out there. Hobo, a big, huge field. It's a huge farm with fields and bush and, and cultivated fields. Hobo goes across this kept field diagonal right across it doesn't stop doesn't even sniff at anything else heads down this logging trail that was made by uh, bulldozing logs to make room and they bulldozed them into a ravine kind of at the side right. of the trail so you got about a 10 foot drop there it looked like a one of these mine explosions you'd see from the 1800s <laughs> hobo walks down this thing it's about i'd say about a third of a kilometer long quite a big long pile of these broken logs down this road he gets almost to the end and he makes a 45 degree turn, goes right up, stands on the pile, and sticks his nose in the openings and starts standing there. Starts sniffing around. Starts sniffing and just waiting. I brought him back and he did the same exact thing. I told the owner, I said, they, they're a big, nice family, big family. I said, get some friends and carefully start dismantling this mess and see if you can get in and see if the dog's there. But I also said, while you're doing that, I'm going to check other areas because. The dog could have got out of there already, or maybe the dog, you know, maybe the dog just stood there and took off after. While I was searching, I was about a third of a kilometer away at least, maybe half, I heard this hideous screaming. And I thought, oh my God, I thought, I thought the worst. I thought they found the poor thing, something happened to it. Then the lady come around the corner, just out of breath, hugging the dog, saying, oh, we got Molly, we got Molly. And then the next question was, how is Molly? That's right. They said, not a mark on her, she's fine. And I said, where was she? And they said, right where Hobo was standing. They said, they actually, the hole where he was looking in, uh, they got a relative with a sledgehammer and everything started pulling, and the dog was sitting right in that exact spot. Uh, that was when it was we had that really hot spell. Uh, he found her in seven minutes, basically, from the time he actually started the trail till the time he found her, and he was just adamant. No, no questions about it. Like, don't forget everywhere else. The dog's right here. He was bang on. Correct? And again, his indication was like a passive indication in the sense that, you know, he just stood there yeah. still. And and I know a lot of times when we're training dogs for other things, yes. as you know, they'll do either a sit or a down position. But you can read your dog, and when he stops and he freezes. Boom. He has indicated there's something there. Yeah, and he paused sometimes, too. So it's a bit of a combination. Miley does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. she'll dig in a spot yeah. if a dog's been there. Uh, that's how I can tell when it's a really good hit. So they found uh, Molly. Yeah, they, and they he, were... perfectly fine. Not a mark. The dog was fine. Uh, with that heat... Uh, and no water, and it was like being in a mine about 10 feet down in this rubble pile, and it's like a labyrinth down there, where some other predator would have smelled her. I mean, the poor little thing. I mean, she's out there. This is in a wooded area now by the time she left the farm. Or just the... Uh, just the age of the dog alone it had to be stressful with the heat and everything so we're so glad we got that done because i don't think it would have made it owner said the same thing would have made it through so the that's night. a good success oh yeah and that's a walk up fine now that's what i mentioned they don't happen often even in human searches right. when they do it's and him i you asked about reward i had them bring molly up to the truck and he was met her at the window and was kissing her and that. And he was just so happy, Hobo. He was strutting around like he was Elvis Presley. 
you can just picture the big buckle on his belt glowing. He was just walking around just like he was the king of the earth. He was so happy yeah. finding that. Even when I took him home, he was acting the same way, just strutting around the house. Yeah, so the dog is happy, you're happy, your work is very gratifying to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Very rewarding. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I want you to let my listeners know that if their dog or cat goes missing, that they can reach you how? Uh, they can either phone at 905-410-0357, or they can, they can Facebook me too. People do that often. We're on Facebook as Tracker's Edge. Or the website's www.trackersedge.com. Excellent. And we'll repeat that before the end of our broadcast today. We're going to slide in another contest. It'll be your chance to win a free 10-week group novice dog obedience course. That's right, 10-week group novice dog obedience course for free. That's what you can win. Compliments of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. Now, a 10-week group obedience course will cost $300 tax included. And you can win this course by telling us how badly your dog needs the training. Now, you'll have 60 seconds to do so. (laughs) So muster up a little spiel of such so that you can tell us under 60 seconds why you think your dog would benefit from this 10-week group novice dog obedience course. Absolutely free, $300 value. 905-688. 2582 905 2582 that's 905 2582 who wants to win a $300 10 week group novice dog obedience course in Niagara Falls at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy all you got to do is tell us why you think your dog needs this training in under 60 seconds 905 905- Six eight eight two five eight two. I'm Dave McMahon. We'll be back right after this. Now more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk six ten CKTB. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. The only radio talk show in the country of Canada. That is 100% dedicated to dogs and to the people that own them. Uh, Retired police officer Kevin McCormick, retired from the Toronto Police, is here with me. He's the owner of Tracker's Edge, a company specializing in locating and recovering lost dogs and lost cats. A lot of people are unaware this service exists. So, on a little side note, we're still in the midst of this second contest on the Dog Talk Radio Show. Your chance to win free dog obedience lessons, compliments of the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy. Uh, you'd have to call in. you got to muster up the courage to do that. 905-688-2582. In under 60 seconds, you'll have to tell us why your dog needs training and if you can convince us us, Kevin and I and Patrick, yes, indeed, this dog will need some training. You will win the $300 10-week Group Novice Dog Obedience course. And let's go to, is it Jennifer? In Port Colburn. Hi, Jennifer. It's Dave the Dog Man. Welcome to Dog Talk. Thank you, Dave. All right. Are you going to call in? Are you calling in because you want to win some free dog training? 
Yes, I Perfect. am calling, but I've had to muster up courage, like you said. <laughs> well, I think that you have a great voice for radio, and we Thank are you. limited for time, so we're going to start okay. the clock right now. Go! Okay, I have an eight-month-old Border Aussie puppy. She will not stop jumping on kids or, like, when people come to greet her. She barks at night in her crate because she just wants to be out with us, and she always pulls on the leash when we're walking her, like she's a hound dog with her nose to the ground, and we can't get her to stop pulling. She almost ripped my daughter's arm off. <laughs> my goodness. Like, my daughter's nine, so she like made her fall across the grass because she was pulling so hard. So yeah, we really need to get her to stop doing these things. Well, guess what? Guess what? You 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 just won a ten week group oh group novice dog obedience course. Compliments of Dave McMahon Dog Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Put your paws together for Jennifer from Port Colborne, everyone. Ten week group novice course. Dave McMahon.ca voted best dog training school by the Reader's Choice Awards for the last nineteen consecutive years. Not that I'm counting. Stay on the line, and our producer Patrick will explain uh, how you're going to reap the benefit of a free ten week group novice dog obedience class. I'm convinced that you definitely need training for this dog and yeah. i'm gonna be happy to train you on how to train your dog so please stay on the line thanks jennifer congratulations thank again thank yeah, you very nice very nice you know sometimes you got to hear two or three little stories first from different callers but i had to give it to this lady especially <laughs> when she said it was she had to muster the courage to come on the radio because mm -hmm. a lot of people are afraid to do that it's a you know when you're afraid of flying in a plane or going on the radio you know it's anxiety and i i give her a lot of credit so pause up to her for having the credit having the the courage to to call into the show very good kevin mccormick is here professional dog trainer specializing in locating lost and missing cats kevin tell our listeners about some of the equipment that you use in your line of work to locate the lost cats and lost dogs i actually have better equipment than i had when i was a police officer which is kind of <laughs> ironic um we use uh heat seeking equipment like the flur devices it's called that uh, basically it's like when you watch that movie predator you see everything glow and yeah. you can tell the colors from uh the hot things from the cold things we also use uh, a lot of forensic stuff because of my background forensics uh sometimes like that special spray that you see on csi yeah. where they shut out the lights and everything glows yeah. sometimes that's effective in following uh, uh, blood trails yes. or sometimes even establishing something did happen to a pet just by the because I do know about blood splatter too so sometimes that's helpful to tell an owner what might have happened there's no doubt about pet. it your background in law enforcement certainly helps in this line of work now oh definitely and it's and every every uh, missing pet area is a crime scene because there's always going to be something there that's going to give you some idea what the dog did or where the dog went or even sometimes you can even tell by looking at the tracks because I do a lot of visual tracking too. I did that decades before I even had a dog just like you see like the man tracker thing on TV where you, you look at the tracks and figure out where they're going and who it is and finding stuff that's sign that you can't even some people look at something won't even know there's a track there and also i recently obtained a device it's called a uh, seeker device and it literally vacuums up the scent that you want to get 
and it collects it into a gauze package. Human hands don't even touch it. Wild. When, yeah, when you're done, you just put a little, push a little lever, and it goes into a jar, and you just put the lid on. Uh, they've had great success in the United States with this. As far as I know, the last time I checked, there was only my, ourselves and one police force in Canada that had it, and I got certified on using it the other day by the uh, head of the company. Uh, and it's good for training dogs, too. You can put scent on there and use that scent to train. Uh, we don't do it. But uh, there's other agencies, but you can use it to find the vacuum Alzheimer's patients beds and everything and get the, and they are finding these people using that device. And we use special lighting equipment, uh, laser equipment and special lights that bounce off the animal's eyes, uh, stuff you wouldn't even dream of. You like, use some you know, traps, some humane traps? Yeah, sometimes mostly it's the owner that ends up having to do that or a group helping them. Yeah. But we do have traps that we loan them sometimes. Same with the uh, motion sensor cameras. They're really, they've really been a big boon to finding uh, pets, especially to confirm they're in an area. Uh, and it puts the owner's mind at ease, too. And I think one of the biggest tools is uh, actually the phone itself. Because we've been told by so many owners, the first five minutes on the phone was the most important part of the whole process. Keep up the amazing work you do, Kevin. Mm -hmm. And uh, if your cat or dog goes missing, you should call Kevin McCormick. How can the listeners reach you one more time, Kevin? Again, at 905-410-0357 or on Facebook or at www.trackersedge.com. Thanks, Kevin. Keep up the amazing work you're doing with the animals. Thank you. Congratulations to the contest winners. This is all the time we have. Thank you to our great producer, Patrick, for taking great care of us. And thank you, Kevin, once again. See you later. Bye-bye. Hobo. Bye, everyone. (laughs)